Ready? Yes. Oh! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. You're listening to the Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian. And uh, I have this crazy, wacky idea, Brian. I wanted to run by you. Yeah, you are full of the crazy, fool ideas down there. What do you got to say? Oh, my God. Um, I, uh, I, I think we should do the whole show this time. You and I should just stay on mic and do the whole show. What do you think? Yeah, that's probably good since your racist-ass grandpa ain't around no more. What do you mean my racist grandpa? Your racist uncle or whatever. That's right. Yeah. You get my racist family tree correct, man. Them fools ain't never seen straight out of Compton. They don't know what it's like to keep it real. <laughs> oh, have you seen it? I have. That's why I'm talking like this, because I want to be Ice Cube now when I grow up. <laughs> I'm going to be. I have not seen straight out of Compton. Uh, you apparently have. Yeah. And so you have a problem with something that my Uncle Avram said? Yeah, he's all talking about us shooting people. You know, we're not shooting people down here, me and my brothers. We ain't doing that. <laughs> so you're, you're upset about a w- uh, about what an elderly, non-Jewish, Jewish man had to say? Yep, pretty much. He's a racist. <laughs> P- probably. Yeah, uh, no, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me. But no, I did actually watch Straight Outta Compton, and I do want to be Ice-T when I grow up. Now, uh, before we get on that movie, because I actually have some questions about that. Um, okay. For those that uh, that may not know, if we have any first-time listeners uh, or anybody who's just confused as to what the hell we're talking about with old, racist, non-Jewish, Jewish men, we started something new here. Uh, we had, kind of by popular demand, I guess, our our company, Dryer Productions, uh, basically told us that we can no longer do something every two weeks and consider ourselves to be working full-time. So... We now, uh, on our off weeks, are doing the uh, a short version, uh, final quarter hour with the West Coast Neighbors, a little 15-minute shot of show at you, and it's going to be definitely a different format than this thing. It's mostly just all of our crazy-ass ideas that the producers won't let us do on this show Yeah, that we're like, well, let's do it on that show. Like, previously, a couple episodes back, we talked about doing the entire thing as Andrew Jackson and Miss Piggy or something. Yeah. Yeah. That that would the quarter hours where that idea might come to fruition. Yep. Now, how funny will it be when uh, when they actually start get checking the numbers and we get more listeners on the quarter hour than we do on the final hour show? That will be tragic and sad, but probably <laughs> the reality of the situation. And that's okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah. So if you haven't uh, if you haven't heard that yet, check it out. It's available in the same stream. The uh, if you just subscribe to this to this show, you'll get them both. If you have already heard it and were wondering what the fuck that was, there you go. Now you know, and we're going to try and do that every <laughs> other week. So Now it can be explained. Yep. But going back to Straight Outta Compton. Um, yes. Because I haven't seen it, and I'll be honest, I was so oblivious to it that people have been changing like their Facebook profile pictures and stuff, and there was like Instagram filters, I think, that were out there that made it black and white, and it's like Straight Outta Compton, and people would change yep. it to be like Straight Outta I don't know, fucking whatever they wanted to put for the third right. word. And uh, I was trying to figure out why that was. <laughs> I felt I've never felt older, I think, except for that time we were outside the Teen Choice Awards or whatever the hell that was. That was that was a very old moment. Yes. That was a very old moment. Um, I just wanted my rocking chair and somebody to give me my pills. But no, I, I, I was just wondering. I was like, why is this catching on like wildfire? Meh. Topical. Oh, wildfires! Well, yeah, fine. I think it, I, th- I think it might have been you that actually t- uh, told me it's because uh, there was a movie that came out. Yes, but I, yeah. I have to say, big props to the Straight Outta Compton to the Universal Studios uh, marketing team. Mm. They absolutely figured out how to get people to talk about their movie on Instagram. Give them filters. Yep. Let the selfies takers do your work for you, and they did. And uh, yep. well, t- so just just for starters. Props to Universal for marketing the hell out of that thing in the correct way. Like, dang. Right. Well done. That that should be a blueprint for how to market a movie. So, uh, but my other question with it is, or my, I guess my only question with it is, uh, that's about uh, 
Like when he was w- he was with NWA, right? Yes, it was about Ice Cube, Easy E, and Dr. Dre, um, and then MC Ren and DJ Yella, who were also part of of uh, the founding members of NWA. But mostly, it's just it follows Easy E, um, who died in 1995 of AIDS. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you know anything, like you'll be able to see it coming. Um, well, I feel like this is a documentary type of like it's a historical film at this point, so it's not it's not like the it's a f- like a fictional story where they're making up the endings of these guys' lives. Um, is well, it? you're leading me into the beautiful moment about the thing I. First off, I want to say I really like the movie. Okay. Second off, I'm now going to tell you what I didn't like about the movie. Okay. So it is a, and this is this is just, I, I don't mean this in a racial way, it is a whitewashed version of the story of NWA. Uh, Dr. Dre is the most pleasant young man who's just misunderstood by the police. There's a <laughs> scene in the movie, there's a scene in the movie where I, I'm not going to give away, this isn't a spoiler because it's not really like that based in the plot, there's a scene in the movie after they've made lots of money and, and, and Dr. Dre is angry at a situation in the film and he gets in his for in his, his Lamborghini and drives 100 miles an hour down the main drag there in Los Angeles, down like the 10 freeway, the Harbor Freeway through downtown LA. And he's doing like 130 miles and he's like pounding and like he's angry and he's just getting pissed off and all of a sudden police lights come on behind him and he goes damn they just won't leave me alone and i remember sitting in the theater thinking you know (laughs) it could be because you're driving 130 miles an hour down the harbor freeway (laughs) that they're not leaving you alone they don't leave me alone when i do that so i don't think it's a racial issue there but uh and then he like flees from the cops always a good idea they they play it up as this thing and you're like uh it's not i mean they do a pretty good job of not selling it like hey Dr. Dre was breaking the laws here. But there is that moment where he's like where literally he goes, They're always messing with me. And you're like, No, buddy, no. They're they I mean they are. And earlier in the film, they do a great job of sort of showing how the cops did mess with him, you know, like uh, there's a couple great you know, the story about but um about how they wrote, you know, fuck the police, why they wrote that song mm. was because they were literally being fucked with by the police, and so they wrote a song back to them saying, Well, you're gonna fuck us, we'll fuck you too. Right. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, they do a great job with that. And I, I think the thing that it actually winds up being more of a movie about racial tensions in Los Angeles in the early 90s than it actually is more of a movie about NWA. Because, like I said, it's very sanitized and very, like, like you can definitely tell that Dr. Dre and Ice Cube are the producers of the film because those two look amazing um, <laughs> and easy E looks like an idiot some of the times. And you're just like, okay, clearly you guys were like, no, take that part out where I slammed that reporter woman's face into the wall repeatedly and got sued that we don't need that scene. Take that scene out. Cause that actually happened. Dr. Dre did that. Yeah. And uh, that scene is not in the movie. There's no scenes of him abusing women, even though recently he's been in the news because a whole lot of women are like, hey, uh, you used to beat the shit out of us. Where was that scene, buddy? <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, there's, like I said, whitewashed version of NWA. Was there a sequence where at some some kind of concert or something, uh, cops lit off fireworks so people would think it was gunshots and there was like a, like a big uh, like scattering? Yes, there is a scene that that does happen in. So to kind of bring it, it full circle, and I want to preface what I'm about to say by saying that the tie I'm making is to my uncle, not the descriptor you gave of a racist uncle. Okay. Um, because Your actual life. My actual Your non-Jewish real, uncle. My, my really non-Jewish uncle, my, my actual uncle uh, that works out here in Hollywood in the stunt, uh, stunt world, he actually worked on that movie. Um, I thought I, I saw him. Yeah, he he's one of the cops. In that, that makes sense. In that sequence. And so that's... I don't think when they were, uh, were, I just realized as I'm talking to you and doing this, I hope I'm not making you uncomfortable in the studio here. I just started doing finger gun at you. It's just, you it's, know. It's a straight out of Compton kind of day. Right. We're, just, we're, we're balling hard in here. Yeah. Because it feels good. It does. But respectfully. We're respectfully. We're, we well, are Dr. Dre in the third act of straight out of Compton balling. I'm going to say okay. You, should, you can say okay. It's where he's responsible and respectful. Oh. But anyway, so uh, it wasn't called Straight Outta Compton when they were filming it, I don't think. No, um, it wasn't. They changed the name. Yeah. 
And so, uh, and so I think that's part of why I didn't realize this until v- j- pretty much earlier in the show when you were talking about my fake uncle in regards to this movie. And I was like, wait a second, I think my real uncle worked on this movie. So, yep. so that was kind of it's, it's bring us full. So, uh, my brain is amused by stuff like that. Sorry, that's that's fine. Hey, <laughs> we got we we have a connection, and that's an awesome little connection. Right? But yeah, no, they they have the scene where the cops light off the uh, the thing because they play "fuck the police" and the Detroit police had warned them, "Don't you dare play that song," mm-hmm. and they play it because they don't want to be censored. And that's actually a good scene. I, I dug that scene. I was like, yeah, they shouldn't be censored. Well, I mean, if you don't agree with what they're saying, that's fine. But you shouldn't be allowed. You know, it shouldn't you shouldn't get to shut them up just because you don't like what they're saying. That's not fair. So, right. the, and again, like I said, the movie like it, they do a really good job. The movie does an amazing job of setting the backdrop of late '80s, early '90s race relations in Wa- in in Los Angeles. The uh, the the um, Rodney King beating plays into the plot. You know, they that happened during part of NWA's career and. Mm. So, I mean, it, they just do a really good job of showing and it, it feels topical to now because, you know, obviously we've got all these stories in the news about black people being shot and what police overreaching. No. And, and so it, they made it feel very they made it feel very current. And I liked that a lot about the movie. So, like I said, it's a sensational movie about um, race relations in America. And it's a decent movie about N.W.A. and some <laughs> great music. If you like if you like Dr. Dre's produ- produ- production then by all means. Um, and that's, I don't want to say anything else. Like maybe in a couple of weeks we'll revisit it. Cause there are a couple of things about it that are a little cheesy, but I can't say what they are without giving away large chunks of the plot. Um, well, and again, though, cheesy moments. I go back to my initial point with that. Are we worrying about spoilers so much with this sort of thing since it's a historical thing or did they really change that much of what we should already know happened? Well, I think it's, I think it's more a matter of, what they cover and what they don't cover. Okay. Like, uh, you know, who who is there? Because there were some nice moments where I didn't know that this character was going to be in the film. And I was like, oh, hey. And it was it made the movie, like, they did a nice job with that, where it was like you didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. I will say, I can say that um, the guy that played Easy e uh, is picking up a lot of um, Oscar buzz for his role. And I think he deserves it. He's a really... He plays, uh, you know, like the scene where he finds out he has AIDS is really good. Like it's actually, the guy deserves props for it. So, I should have guessed yep. when you first said that a character in the movie dies of AIDS, I should have just guessed at some point that there'd be Oscar buzz about that character and that actor. It kind of kind of comes with the territory. Uh, it's, a bio, it's a bio movie, which since Walking uh, Phoenix, yeah, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> And one of the characters gets AIDS. It's like, yeah, that's kind of, kind of tends to be the sort of thing they go for. But he does a really good job. Uh, and the other thing I really dig about it is, as a biopic movie, at no point, by the way, it's really awesome. At no point does anybody just get, oh man, we're all caught up. Like, like there was that period where they were putting out movies like Ray and Walk the Line, and like every movie about a famous singer had the exact same story you know like oh he's comes from nothing and something tragic happens and he starts writing songs and then he gets famous and forgets all the people he used to know and he gets high on drugs because he's doing crack and then oh his life falls apart but then he's okay don't worry guys and then he's just in time to sing his most famous song at the end of the movie that did not happen in this at all it was really well written and that they did not follow any cliches i was very surprised with it so Hmm. that made me very happy to watch a bio movie where it wasn't like and now they're doing hard drugs. And now they're doing this. So, yeah. So, are we calling Straight Outta Compton the unofficial, official start of Oscar season for you? Uh, we absolutely can. And I say that with glee and joy in my voice. <laughs> I think we might see Straight Outta Compton getting a nomination for Best Picture. And I think uh, that uh, the fellow that played Easy e uh, an unknown for the most part. I mean, he'd done some stuff before. He's a character actor. Uh, but he's such a character actor that unfortunately I cannot name his name off the top of my head. So whoever <laughs> that guy is, I will uh, get his name in next podcast when we dive more into Oscar talk because it is coming. September, man. September is really Oscar season. I, so. I hate to tell you this, though. Looking at the calendar, by the time our next one of these comes out, like our next full-length episode, oh yeah, it's going to be football talk, man. I'm sure we'll get to the... The magical footballness of, I'm sure, 
if anybody is left to play anymore with the amount of injuries <laughs> that have been going on, which we'll get to that, I'm sure, once football season starts. But, yeah, it, uh, if anyone is still capable of playing football come September, we will probably be talking about it. Speaking of sure. injuries, really quick here, uh, as, you, as you know, uh, we we have been delving into fantasy football like crazy the last couple of weeks. Yes. We're officially fantasy in season. What, four leagues together. Yep. Yep. We've got our uh, standard uh, 12-team league. We've yep. got our 10-team? Is it eight? The keeper league. Eight. There's an eight-team keeper league eight and a 10-team keeper, keeper league. league. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so we, we've got our, our eight-team keeper league that is in our its fourth season. Is that right? Yep. Uh, we've got our our twelve team standard league that I don't even know how long that's been going on for a while. A while. Uh, we've got our four team all star league that's the just the the core four that we started yep. with. Um, and then uh, and then we just started a brand new league that's run by a friend of ours, uh, uh, the ten team keeper league. So we've we've been sitting on a computer staring at a lot of names that we don't recognize for a while now. I recognized all of them. I'm sure all you did. All of them. Um, I did my homework. But I uh, I just wanted to because uh, I didn't I I you know I did I, we were we were in our own homes doing this so I wasn't I didn't get to you know actually see how you mm. appreciated this move. Did you know what I did with Jordy Nelson? Did you see that coming or no? Were you aware? Oh, uh, yeah, no, I did not actually know that he had been injured prior to starting that draft. So thank God I didn't pick him. Yeah, because no, I had no idea. Like as we're about round one or so of the draft, we uh, this this one for our listeners here. This this was uh, the first year of a new keeper league, so we were doing the auction style draft, where instead of taking turns like a draft normally goes and just picking who you want, you take turns nominating a player to be picked, and then anybody that wants them starts bidding fictional money. Uh, you have everybody has a bankroll of uh, like two hundred dollars to spend to build their team. And so you bid for you know the players you want, and it does so it doesn't matter if you're the first to pick in the draft, you know whoever that just they're just the first person to name somebody, then it's open season for whoever wants to bid the highest for them, and then you you know you got to fill your team, so you got to monitor your budget. It's kind of a cool way to establish a you know a keeper league, you know as a, as a team owner, and uh, yeah we're in the first few picks, and my cell phone goes off, and it was the NFL mobile app, you know little little sponsorship here uh the nfl mobile app on verizon that uh it just kind of popped up at me and i see jordy nelson tore acl and i was my my first thought was well fuck because i'm pretty sure i have him in all three of the other leagues but yeah um but it was also i was like well that's good to know so a couple a couple uh rounds in when it was my turn to nominate somebody i of course grabbed jordy nelson and just like I bid a couple times and then just watched the swarm as the numbers just went up on people bidding for him. And I'm just sitting here laughing because I know that whoever's going to get him is literally spending money on a broken guy that's not probably going to play at all. You devious motherfucker. Oh, you want to talk about devious? Why don't you share with our listeners your strategy for the majority of that draft? You just nominate Bears players and watch <laughs> Seth overpay for them, <laughs> which he didn't do. Nope. So that really messed with my draft strategy. Because I was really looking forward to nominating, uh, you know, like players, you know, way down the bench. And I, I, st- I wound up with their kicker. I got Robbie Gould. You did. The Bears kicker. I have him in all four leagues. Really? Yep. Wow. So the Bears had better kick a lot of field goals. <laughs> um, I, I did grab, I don't know if you even noticed this because it was like the last pick of the draft almost. I... It might have been the last pick of the draft, actually. I I took just to fill a final bench spot. Um, one of the running backs from Chicago. He's projected to get 19 points all season, so I'm thinking he's <laughs> like third string or something. Yeah, Kadeem Hardison or something like that. Uh, something yeah. like that. I don't even I don't even know the name. He didn't even have a picture. Like he's that low on the roster that ESPN didn't have a picture for him. That's pretty low, right? And uh, so I thought it was. Uh, I I figure. One of two things will happen. He will do nothing for me, or mm. uh, like Forte is going to get just blown out, injured, <laughs> which will suck in the real world. But I might be okay a little bit in fantasy uh, for having. It's true. Nuts. Could work out for you quite well there. Yep. Speaking of things though on the internet, because you know that we we literally have been able to have uh, four 
fantasy football drafts with people that don't even live in the same state as us anymore. And it's true. It's true. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's it's because you know we have this wonderful thing called the internet where we can share ideas. We've talked about it a few times on the show. This show is broadcast over it. Wow! Right? Neat. The more you know. So I just figured I'd point out. I don't know if you saw this actually. The internet has some dark spaces to it. Oh where, yeah. Wait, yeah. Where uh, where where unfortunately it's an it's an open avenue to share information and opinions. The bad thing yep. is, is it's an open avenue to share information and opinions. So, yep, you get, you know, you get the the high quality content like Final Hour with the West Coast neighbors, but you also get stuff like what I shared on my Facebook wall, which was, I woke up the other day and just, you know, swiping through the old Facebook feed on my phone, and I see somebody has posted a a picture of Obama. Always a great start. And it has like however many days left of him in office, and it says like can't wait till he's gone. Eh, fine. Uh, we've said it before on the show. I'll say it again. We have our own political feelings and beliefs on stuff. I don't personally identify with either party. There mm. are certain things, certain uh, issues on both sides that I I go issue to issue. I don't just go. Whatever the Democrats say, that's what I do. Whatever the Republicans right. say, that's what I do. No. So that's fine. People don't like Obama. That's whatever. They're waiting for him to go. That's great. Whatever. But the I think there was one for Bush, too. There was one for Bush. Yeah. I it, remember. It. So it, it's, it goes both ways. You're right. Exactly. And so and so that that didn't bother me. That's fine. And the fact that, uh, you know, it showed up on my Facebook wall, you know, let me know that, well, I clearly still have a semi-diverse group of friends because that's not the way I feel about it, but cool for them. Except that they posted it and the little typity type part they wanted to add to the fr uh, top of it was something like, couldn't it be sooner? Seriously, why hasn't somebody succeeded at an assassination yet? Wow. Yeah. And... And it was it was just it was so so stupid that I just ha I had to share it. I of course you know did the the thing where you block out who who it was that said it because I didn't want to. Mm. I, I wasn't sure, looking to start wanna... a personal fight with anybody. Or, right. You know, Not throw anybody under the bus there. Exactly. But just kind of showing that that kind of thinking is out there where. No, you know, it doesn't matter what he's done or what you think he has done or not done as far as being president. It doesn't matter what your political stance is. You literally are stating that you would be happier if a human being was murdered. More importantly, the human being that is the elected official that is in charge, the leader of our country. You, that's like that's like a British person. Okay, well, actually, no, because they actually have you know Parliament and, and Prime Minister and stuff. But it'd be like kind of like a British person going, "Man, I really hope the Queen just gets shot in the face." Because fuck so that wait, bitch. I just I want to be clear here. We can do that now because I will kill whoever wins the voice next. <laughs> I'll straight up, I'll straight up kill them. <laughs> so if that's a thing that we're allowed to do now, to just say I want to kill someone because I think they're a douchebag, then I've got a list, <laughs> and I would like to start with. Whoever wins the voice. There you go. Now, are you talking singing contestant or the judge that wins? Oh, there's two? Well, yeah, because you've never watched the voice, have you? No, fuck no. They they have the four judges in the spinny chairs. They, uh, they amass their team. They recruit from the singers who they want to be on their team. So there's a singer that wins, but it's also Team Blake or Team Adam or whatever. Is also uh -huh. you know, that judge wins their, their, you know, by, by picking the winner. Yeah. So would you want to kill both of them? Here's what I'd want to do. On the last week of voting, okay. I would want to hijack the signal and put the judge who is in the lead in the same room with the singer from their team who has helped them the most and have like this saw thing where like <laughs> if one of them cuts off the other one's leg and gets out before the water fills the room. Then he can be free, and he wins the voice, and then I kill him, um, <laughs> or her, or her. Uh, but no, I would not actually kill anyone from the voice because I'm not a psychopath. I don't want people to die, and I'm sorry. Whoever your friend is on Facebook is a psychopath. Well, it's fair. That's what crazy people say. I will say I did not 
I didn't I didn't like uh, comment or even I didn't even directly share that uh, that post. So it, it I did not call attention to that person that I that I did post it. I did a screenshot, edited it so to hide you know their identity and stuff. And yeah. and did that, but apparently they noticed because they are no longer my Facebook friend. I did see that, so uh, I got to say that's a real shame because yeah. uh, now when he comes to kill you, uh, you won't be able to see him coming because he won't be posting about it you first. Want, I'm sure. I'm sure. Sad, I mean, I'm sure. You want the sad? He will fact. be posting about it. Hmm. It was a her. It was a lady. It was a lady. It was a lady in the world that is so vehement against Obama. Obama that murder oh, I, I imagine so that makes sense I, I've noticed that people that like to just absolutely say outrageous shit careful are not it's not it's not confined to gender okay um, <laughs> you know I, I literally uh, thought you were about to be like the craziest fuckers out there are women like mm, that's there there that's are some crazy say. women out there and there are some crazy men yes and uh, they they all seem to want to kill Obama <laughs> which I gotta admit now, here's the crazy thing. So when he got elected back in 2008, I remember distinctly watching the coverage and um, <clears throat> seeing him get up and give his speech. And the first thought in my mind was, oh, God, how is there not a shield in front of him? Because I honestly thought people were so angry that they were going to try and shoot him then and there. I, was, I, I remember at the beginning of his presidency, I was like, please don't let anyone shoot mm -hmm. President Obama. Please don't let it happen. So I'm not surprised that they're still talking about doing it. That that doesn't surprise me. But it's I think it's sad. Like I don't remember any. I remember a couple people saying we should get rid of Bush, but mostly it was we should impeach him or vote him out or by some legal means we should you know get rid of him. Yeah. No. I mean, there's always been. And you pointed out with like the countdown thing for Bush's exit. You know, the, both sides always do it. You're always going to have the other political, which is why I think the two political party system is fucked and just needs to go away. And we need to go yes. with Bernie. But, um, <laughs> but <laughs> oh the, or John Stewart. I could see John Stewart running for president. Um, not after what he did but, to John uh, Cena. Not after what he did to John <laughs> Cena. I will not back that man for president. Oh my God. Did you, tell, did you watch wrestling? Did you watch SummerSlam? No. I just, I was on Reddit. Oh, A lot of okay. people had like gifts right. and. And uh, posts about it, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool. That's funny. Good job, John Stewart. Way to smack John Cena around. I guess. I, I think it's a good thing. I don't know. But yeah, like you, you mentioned, you know, there, there was a countdown clock to get Bush out of office. There's one to get Obama out of office. It's always going to happen. The other side is always going to hate the the president that opposes their side. But yeah, it was just seeing that it got pushed to such an extreme of man. I really don't like this guy's uh, thought process and ideals. I hope he dies." Yeah, it's a little dark. Uh, it's it's just it's uh, it just made me realize. I don't know. There's just there's a lot of fucked up people out there thinking a lot mm. of overly extreme things. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's more of like you were saying they they like I, well like I was saying earlier uh, they they had the Bush countdown clock, but I don't remember like I said anyone saying let's kill George Bush. There were a few. There were a few. Not saying there wasn't anybody. Right. But there were a lot of people saying let's just straight up murder Obama I see that a lot like I people I, I see people saying we need to vote him out or he's a traitor I saw that about Bush but I didn't really see as much let's kill this person and that's where you really draw the line in the sand like and yeah I'm, I'm with you the whole two-party thing is fucked uh, and I'm thinking this election if Bernie Sanders doesn't get nominated he'll probably run as an, as an independent and if the Trumpster doesn't get nominated I guarantee you he's gonna run as an independent so we may potentially have mm -hmm. four presidential candidates, like, I, and we always have more than two, but four high-profile ones. I mean, yeah, which would be kind of cool. You you summon the Trumpster. I feel like we need to talk about this. Do we have to talk about the Trump in the room? Because holy God, man, how is he doing it? Um, I can tell you in one easy step because. I have quite a few people on my Facebook feed that support Donald Trump, and I keep them on my Facebook feed because I want to know how the hell he's doing it. <laughs> and I'll tell you how he's doing it. He's doing it by being as unpolitically correct as he possibly can, which I think a lot of people are tired of political correctness. And yep. uh, there's been an overreach, I think, from a lot of people uh, on the other side. Uh, I don't think overreach like, like gay marriage, you know, you're good to go get gay married people. Jesus, you know. No, I think it's more like whenever this is that thing I was talking about when everybody gets outraged because 
uh, there was a joke at the gra- at the the Emmys about Sofia Vergara being in a you know them referring to oh she treated her as an object. I don't remember last year we talked oh, about yeah, this on the podcast. She was on, the, she was on the spinning platform. Yeah, and the guy from the, the head of the Emmys said uh, the, the the president of the Emmy Association said, "Well, here's something beautiful for you to look at while you listen to me being boring." Yeah, it was right. tasteless. Yeah, it was dumb. Whatever. But everybody acted like it was a hate crime against mm-hmm. women. And I was yeah. like, I remember I said, like, when you do shit like this, A, it really narrows it down to when, you know, some poor girl gets raped in New- in Delhi, India. Like, and you're lumping this in with her? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> you're overreacting. And also, it makes people that are right-wing go, geez, everything's just so politically correct anymore because you raised a giant stink about something that really wasn't that big of a deal. And there are mm-hmm. people out there who thought it was, wasn't even a deal at all, thought it was perfectly fine. Now those people are supporting Trump because they're tired of having to every time Sofia Vergara, you know, struts her stuff, it's a, it's an issue. Or every time any tiny thing that isn't that big of a deal gets hauled out, it kills it for when, you know, you want to have the big issues. So I think I'm not saying we're to blame. I'm not trying to be like, hey, Democrats, you're to blame for Trump. No, the people that are to blame for Trump. Are the Republicans who are like, hey, let's get Sarah Palin in to run with John McCain. She's crazy, <laughs> but whatever. You sold your soul to the devil, guys. You did. And now you've got Trump sitting. You gave a voice to people that have crazy, ridiculous views like all Mexicans that cross the border are rapists. Like, just, you yeah. know, like we should build a wall or whatever. Like, like you, you've given voice to them, Republicans, and now... You are never going to get the Latino vote, which means you're going to lose every election, by the way, now. But, um, That's yeah, a good point. I, I think I think it's the, those people that I see on Facebook. Usually what they're complaining, what they cheer Trump about is he says what we want to hear. He says things that aren't politically correct. It's a it's a kickback to all of the. Um, oh, my God. Uh, I, I don't want to harp on the Sofia Vergara thing, but oh, my God. Uh, someone told a a small boy in Montana that he couldn't dress as Barbie for the dance. Let's all get out the pitchforks. I mean, yeah, it's bullshit that that kid can't dress as Barbie and we should say something. But if we act like it's nine eleven times a billion, then <laughs> people in the right wing are going to every, they're going to accuse us of being overacting pussy liberals. And guess what? They're not going to be wrong. So, yeah. yeah. And I say that as somebody that tends to overreact to things too. So there are you? many, there are no. many examples of this podcast of me overreacting wildly about something. So I never do it. But that you're wondering why Trump is out in front. I think he's out in front because there's a lot of people that are tired of uh, of you know milk toast politicians, you know, trying to say the right thing and not offend anybody. He definitely isn't doing that. So I guess it's working for him for now. And I I, I agree with that. And and I'll I still say that. As a business person, there's part of me that thinks ah, maybe he could find some way to fix the economy if he cared to, mm. but um, but at the same time, I don't know. It's I saw a great picture uh, that was a split split image that pointed out that Donald Trump is uh, Biff from <laughs> Back to the Future Two. That's awesome. Um, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, it's I I could get behind somebody, you know, kind of being the anti-hero, saying saying what they want to say and not worrying about who it offends to an extent. But it does worry me, I think, when somebody is so and, and to come from me, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but when somebody is so brazen with mm. uh, with what they're willing to say publicly. Yeah. And again, I realize how hypocritical that sounds, but I'm not running for president and I wouldn't expect anybody to vote for me, although That's I true. do have some great ideas. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not old enough. That's the only problem. Next quarter hour, we're going to launch your campaign. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, just a quick shout out to D's Nuts tearing up the polls <laughs> in the Republican primaries. I know. Um, That's kind of amazing. <laughs> but. But no, it's uh, I I guess I wish I wish there was a way to get like Trump light, like I wish there was somebody out there that is that has made it as some sort of a business person that isn't afraid to say some stuff that people won't say. 
but isn't so vile. Can I can I offer you a congressman who says what people want to hear? Well, they all say what people want to hear when they're mm. running. More, he says what young people specifically want to hear. Is he Bernie Sanders? It's Bernie Sanders, yes. I know. And here's he my thought, though. Even with that, even with that, because like I just said, everybody says what people want to hear. Do you think if he actually gets elected, do you think that somebody is Because Obama said a lot of stuff about change, too. And, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, and I'm not trying to say Obama didn't do anything for our country or Obama didn't accomplish anything. Sure. But we've covered this. I think it's safe to say, and, and there's two ways to say it. There's the there's the Democrat way of saying it, which is um, Obama really didn't accomplish a whole lot. He had a whole lot of opposition, and he didn't accomplish everything he wanted to do or even probably a fraction of what he wanted to do. Mm. Then there's the right-wing way of saying it. If Obama, Obama didn't get shit done. He's such a waste of space. <laughs> Never mind that we blocked everything. But sure. um, So that's my thought, though, is let's say Bernie gets elected. Okay. First of all, I guess we would say President Sanders, which makes it sound like we're owned by KFC. Kinda but we does. can't call him. We can't call him. You know, old Uncle Bernie. Um, we should call him President Bernie. I'd be okay with that. President that Bernie. That who's sounds gonna, like a, it's another sequel to Weekend at Bernie's. Who's gonna go to war with nice old President Bernie? No one. Putin's gonna look like an asshole every time he talks smack to him. Like, oh really? Did you just did you just threaten President Bernie? I don't think you would. No, I I do like the idea that nobody could nobody could have a unless they just go with last names. Nobody could have a angry, volatile debate or argument with them because I don't care how pissed off you are and I don't care how angry you sound and how serious you are. As soon as you have to refer to the person you were yelling to as Bernie, it just kind of weakens it. (laughs) It does de-escalate things, <laughs> as those poor Black Lives Matter protesters found out in Seattle when they tried to scream at Bernie Sanders. <laughs> you just can't yell at Bernie. Come on, guys. Go yell at Trump. If you can't but, make it to the Trump thing, I'll, I'll pay for your tickets. Go yell but, at Trump. So my question, though, is let's say let's say Bernie gets elected. Good old Bernie. Sure. And and yeah, from a lot of what I've heard on his stances, I, I agree with a lot of what he's saying. But let's say he does. I mean, we still have the whole rest of the legislative arm of our government that seems to be just designed to make sure that nothing really ever gets done. You have hit upon the thing I have felt about Bernie Sanders when I see people going nuts about Bernie or when I see people getting upset about Trump. I I feel the same way about both, actually. Um, If Bernie Sanders becomes president, he will not accomplish even a quarter of what he says he's going to do because what he's proposing is that radical. Like, mm. and I'm sorry, unless we do, unless we elect him king, <laughs> and he just king gets to Bernie. make the law. If King I Bernie, I get behind King Bernie. If King Bernie becomes a thing, by all means, he'll get everything he wants done. But he's not. I mean, he's going to say everything to you. He's going to tell you, "Oh, I'm going to raise the minimum wage." Oh, really? Do you think Obama hasn't wanted to raise the minimum wage? You think you think he's just sitting in there like? Oh, well, you know, I've done a lot of work. I don't think I'm going to raise the minimum wage. No, he's not <laughs> doing it because it's a battle that he just does not have the pull for. And I don't know a lot of Bernie Sanders' record with people. I need to learn a bit more about him before I give him my vote. But I don't think he has that much pull on Capitol Hill that he can just say a thing and it gets done. So right. I think a lot of people who are jumping on the Bernie bandwagon, I'm like, no, no, no. Certainly what he's saying are things I like hearing. I'm I'm very happy with what he's saying. But the reality of will he actually do them? Um I don't know. Uh, I don't I I highly doubt, like I said, that he will even get one fourth of his promises done. And that's the same thing I feel about Trump. Everyone's up in arms, oh if Trump gets elected, that's it. I'm moving. I'm getting out of it. Which by the way, good job, liberals. Way to sound exactly like every all the Republicans a few <laughs> you know, three years ago. When Obama got elected his second term, they didn't move, and you're not moving. So shut up. The sad thing is, it's because we can't. No other country that you'd want to go to will take us. It's true, and I don't blame them sometimes. Um, but I mean, if Trump got elected, do you really think he could do all the crazy bullshit he says he's going to do? Sadly, no. it depends. If uh-uh. uh, if the Republicans still control the House and the Senate and everything, and he's in in office, yeah, yeah I worry about a unilateral decision on either side. That could happen, but here's here's why it won't is because a Trump 
has said he wants to build a wall to Mexico. No Latinos are going to vote for him. Um, and also, who's going to build that wall? Exactly. Um, <laughs> and even if he does get elected, I don't think they're going to. Con- the Republicans will control both the House and the Senate, and Donald Trump as president. That is Ronald Reagan's wet dream in heaven, and it's just <laughs> not going to happen. So I just, I, I, if Trump got elected, honestly, I'd be curious to see what he did. I'm sure he'd do a whole bunch of shit I don't like. I'm sure he'd pull the plug on gay marriage, which I think is bullshit. And I, I, he's not getting my vote purely for that. Let alone the fact the, that he thinks all I don't think Latinos the president are president can anymore now, right? With the yeah, Supreme Court, you're right. I don't know if he could, but he could make it difficult for a lot of other things. And the, yeah. I mean, keep in mind, there's a lot of gay rights still out there, like. You can get like John Oliver ran a great piece just this last weekend about. I actually haven't seen him in so long. I miss him. Oh, he ran a great piece this last weekend about how you can get married on Friday or you can get married on Saturday, post your pictures on Sunday and be fired on Monday if you're gay. Because there's still quite a few states out there where if your employer wants to fire you because you're gay, they can still do it. Arkansas is one such state that doesn't have any sort of protection for people who, have, who are gay. Uh, so, I mean, I I, th- I don't think under Trump's watch that that's going to get any better. So I, I think that Bernie's watch, that would be better, or even Hillary's watch, things are going to keep moving. But I'm if it not, are, I'm honestly, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be somebody that falls for the media hype mobile or machine or whatever the fuck the phrase is, hype machine. There it is. Uh, sure. Sorry, I'm having another old man moment. Just don't mind me and my rocker. It's uh, okay, Grandpa Bernie. <laughs> I'm gonna be king. I'm not thinking that she's gonna be the Democrat runner. I honestly think it's a gonna be Biden and B. I'm pretty sure she she may be in some form of jail from the sounds of it. That's true. I don't know. I first of all, I don't think people that high profile go to jail. They just don't. We would have sent Nixon to jail. We could have sent a lot. There have been so many secretaries of state who've made so much higher blunders that. Have been shamed, of course, and run out of politics, yes. But gone to jail? No. And yeah. if she does go to jail, she's going to Club Med Jail in upstate New York where they play tennis on Tuesdays. I mean, yeah. Um, I think but, Hillary's... But only on Tuesdays. Only on Tuesdays. It's brutal. It's really hard. Uh, I think she's still going to be in the running. I, I don't think this is going to sink her. She's too good of a statesman uh, to be sunk by this. This is... As much, I mean, it, it's it's bullshit, and of course, I think she should, but will she be? Mm, I don't know. What about Biden? Have you heard about him? He's he's, a, I guess, I guess as officially as official as you can be. Is he? He's, is he running? Uh, I have no got, idea why. I I saw the uh, the headline. I saw on my on my uh, earlier when I was I was eating, and there was a TV on near me that had CNN, and it uh, the little thing at the bottom the headline was that uh, Obama has I guess given his blessing or Obama has given his endorsement which I can't imagine why he would bother getting that if he wasn't gonna do it so no. you know when the last vice president who ran got elected um, I think we all know that I don't know the answer to that question Brian Thanks George for me out on it. Yeah, I just wanted to throw you under the bus there Uh it was George Herbert Walker Bush. That is the last vice president who successfully ran for president after the term. That's not that far back, though, dude. There's only been three total presidents since then. I don't, you have to look at the political climate of the 80s was so Republican, it was ridiculous. Like, Reagan didn't just own America. The Republicans owned America in the 1980s. So, yeah. if I mean, if, if Obama, if we were really democratic like if obama had been winning elections on like huge you know like and had gotten and people weren't threatening to kill the president i would say yeah sure biden's got a shot but a um bush also came out of uh from under reagan he'd been the former head of the cia he'd been you know working in you know he kind of had this tough guy image like whoa nobody's gonna fuck around with america because we got george herbert walker bush I don't think anyone has that view of Joe Biden. He's been played <laughs> too much as the clown, as just the aw shucks guy. To be fair, he's actually not. He's not that. He's a, he's a very good statesman. He's a very good um, uh, with foreign affairs. He would be an excellent president for foreign affairs. Our, like our standing in the world would go up, I think, if we elected Joe Biden. But I don't know how he would be domestically at home. I think a lot of people wouldn't have much faith in him. 
here's a question for you, and this goes for Biden or Sanders. Um, have we had a Jewish president yet? And if I if we nope. if we have, and it's super obvious that I'm stupid, but have we? <laughs> no. Well, other than President Moskowitz in uh, <laughs> 1860, no, there's never oh, been a Jewish president. Oh, you mean old, old Jaime Moskowitz? Yeah, I forgot you, about him. You know, in this embattled country, in this embattled country where Christianity is under attack, it is it is so horrible that we have we have we have had 44 presidents. Are you sure this time? 44? All of them Christian. No Jewish presidents. Hey, no Muslim no, presidents. No. Hey, I've heard, I've heard all the Fox News watchers and everybody. Uh-huh. We have a Muslim president right now. Damn it. Do we? It's weird because he professes Christian faith. And didn't they at the beginning in 2008 slam his pastor? Like they were. I love that they were so mad oh, at his yeah. extreme pastor. And then, like less than a year later, they're like, "He's a Muslim." I'm like, "Really?" Because you just slammed him for his choice of Christian church that he went to. So you can't say, look at what a horrible Christian he is and the and the violent, crazy black pastor that he goes to. Oh, never mind. He's a Muslim. What the hell, people? What the hell? It makes no sense to me. I'm a little sad that I never even picked up on that. Yeah. Oh, it's been years. I've been wondering when people are going to notice that Fox News trumpets that he's a Muslim and all these people on Facebook trumpeting he's a Muslim. Literally, if you go four years back in their feed, they were talking about Pastor Jeremiah of the church he goes to. Well, so not, I don't, uh, not now. They all went and deleted it when they heard that on this show. Thanks, Brian. You ruined it. Probably. I had a good luck deleting it or, or, or anything, but uh, I just I think it's hilarious that they... Uh, though, you know what they used to claim is that he was a secret Muslim. Like, I lo- honestly, I'm going to put this out here. I wish I was a Republican, like a hardcore hard... Life must be awesome. Everything is like a super secret spy world. Like Obama, <laughs> like the president isn't the president. He's a super secret Muslim spy. Like James Bond couldn't write this shit. It's fucking awesome. Their world well, is cool as shit. To be fair, though, James Bond was a horrible author. There's great a, secret agent. It's true. Not so great at writing. But no, there's <laughs> like, according to Republicans, our president is a secret Muslim. There's a gay mafia that's out to just crush families. There is a gay mafia. There okay. is, and they look gorgeous. They they're do. Fucking hot. They're the, they're the best looking mafia I've seen. And they have, but but they are not trying to kill America's families. <laughs> that is not their agenda. It's true. So they, they I just, just want them to dress better. Like I, it, it makes me kind of think that National Treasure to some Republicans was actually a documentary, not <laughs> a mo- like a movie. It was just like a oh, that's a real thing. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like. I feel like you're skewing a little bit harder towards Republican bashing than I intended when I brought up this topic. Um, I, I'm not bashing them. I'm s- literally saying I wish I lived in your magical world. And not all Republicans believe this way, by the way. There are a lot of, and, and this is part of the problem with Trump, is that there's like the Republican Party is kind of divided right now in moderate Republicans, like guys like Marco Rubio, um, Jeb Bush, like moderate Republicans who you can, you know, sort of work with. Um, and then they've got this other side that's like all about Trump and Palin and, and Ted Cruz. And it's just it's those guys. I, I'm sorry. I'm just going to bash on them all day. Normal Republicans like your Jeb Bush Republicans. I think they have some good ideas. I don't think all their ideas are great, but they have some solid ideas. Even friggin Trump probably has some good ideas buried under all that crazy and that magical magical pile of hair there's got to be some good <laughs> ideas on there i guess i'm interested to see what happens i really i'm not gonna lie i really 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 wish we still had john stewart on the daily show for the upcoming presidential election time frame because yeah i mean let's hope john oliver uh you know picks up the slack where where that is gonna be gone because there's no colbert rapport no nope. there's no more daily show with john stewart nope <sighs> They still got the. I haven't watched the nightly show with Larry Mo- Wilmore yet, but I've heard good things, and I think, I think he'll he'll be better because he always struck me as, aren't you just doing the Daily Show but with sort of an African American bent to it? And now with John Stewart, it can just be, hey, you're the new Daily Show. Yeah. So, you know, it won't feel and, so and much like it's a And let's not forget the Daily Show will still exist allegedly. Yeah. But I until I see you know what it, what it what it turns into, it's it's just sad to know that we won't get what we had anymore. It's true. The jury is out on Trevor Noah. We'll see what he does, but he has some hefty shoes to fill. 
some hefty yarmulkes to wear to fill there in, in John Stewart for sure. I agree. Yep. So football's coming up. Yeah. And yes, that's the exact same abrupt transition from the last final hour with the West Coast neighbors. <laughs> you didn't but even give damn me it, it worked. <laughs> you didn't even give me time to bash on the Democrats, but all right, fine. Next no, episode. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I'm curious. I would love to hear what you have there. Just oh, for the, the Democrats? sake of having yeah, just for the sake of having, you know, open because I, I honestly didn't bring that up to bash Republicans. I brought that up the the whole uh, Obama Facebook post just to talk about how crazy people in general can be. So by all means, what what do you got on Democrats? Well, I, I didn't bring up Republicans. We we're talking about how crazy people are. I, there are Republicans who are literally claiming that the president is a Muslim, despite the fact that they bitched at him for being a weird Christian. Yes. Uh, and it's the same thing on the side of the Democrats. They're convinced that Donald Trump wants to become president so that he can, I don't know, murder all the Muslims in the Middle East and herd everybody into camps. They're, they're freaked out about the same dumb shit. Like uh, it's there's not there's not as many of them, but they're there. They they just well uh, for example, uh, all the like there there was a woman who we heard about re- earlier in the summer in the news who literally said that she was black, and oh, she wasn't. Yeah. And we didn't really talk about that on the show because I don't know we didn't really do it. But but that's the level of kind of out there that Democrats will go to sometimes to be like I have to identify with African American races so much that I will be african-american or it doesn't matter like like i've heard people who i've heard people offering defenses against the two or against the three protesters uh from black lives matter who literally like started screaming over bernie sanders speech in seattle like they've legitimately said no that was definitely a thing that needed to happen no it wasn't those people were rude dick bags (laughs) so i mean it, it does go both ways i think there's a lot of crazy democrats I think Hillary goes too far sometimes. I think Trump goes too far sometimes. Well, Trump's not a Democrat, though. No, he's not. I, well, I'm just saying both sides go too far. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Really, gotcha. you know, and, and uh, there are extreme Democratic candidates just as much. You know listen, to, listen to Rachel Maddow for 10 minutes and tell me there's not extreme <laughs> Democrats. I'm sorry, that woman is off the deep end. You know who doesn't go too far? Who doesn't? Bernie. Bernie doesn't. Bernie is seriously the nicest candidate I've seen in a while. He really does not talk too much shit. That's probably why I like him the most still. Yeah. You know what Bernie wouldn't do? What would Bernie not do? Bernie wouldn't try and tackle Sam Bradford when he's trying to run the option in a preseason game. Unlike Terrell Suggs. Don't vote for Terrell Suggs for president in 2016, even I though he's not running. I, didn't, I was going to say, I didn't know he was running. He He's running directly into Sam Bradford's recently reconstructed knee and targeting it and then not even apologizing because uh, he's an insensitive douche. Is Bradford uh, hurt? No, thank our Eagle Stars. He is not. But literally, they're running a play, and I, I watched the play. Yeah, that dude is going for that guy's knee. And he knows, everyone in the league knows that Sam Bradford has had a whole ton of trouble with his knee, and they took a shot at his knee. And I'm like, and then afterwards was like, well, you don't you don't like it? Don't run the read option. I'm just like, dude, you just took a shot at a guy's knee. Fuck you, Terrell Suggs. Also, his name is Terrell Suggs. He just sounds like a villain from a Charles Dickens novel. <laughs> like the vile Suggs. Oh, goodness. He's there to murder orphans and hurt Sam Bradford. Oh. I did actually instantly think of Oliver Twist, too. Right? The oh, vile cause, Suggs. Because it, it was Sykes. The guy's name was Sykes. Exactly. But okay. still. It could be the vile Suggs. I was if trying to figure out why that paired up so nicely in both of our heads. You if, set if me up, you son of a bitch. I did. I was there, man. I was there with my... I, I was there. I, I always love to tie classical 19th, 19th century British literature in with our talks on football whenever I can. It's what keeps us the hottest podcast on the interwebs, I'm telling it's you. It's true. It's true. I appreciate the fact that you, you allowed me to start to transition into football go back into politics, and then you just transitioned us right back into football. So thank You're you for welcome. that. And I, I did it uh, beautifully as well. You did. You did it really well. I, I almost feel like you should be the new king of transitions, but fuck that. It's mine. No, so I really I don't want that. I don't want that weight. I don't want that. that on it's my a lot of responsibility. Yeah, I don't like want that. Like a lot. Yeah. Like you think Nations. these presidential candidates have to worry yeah. about shit. I got to make transitions happen on a podcast that's Nations recorded and later edited. Nations rest on your shoulders. Nations rest on your shoulders. 
You are you are like Atlas holding up the world right now. I'm like a map. Yes, you're like a map. Yay. God. But yeah, football season is coming up. Uh, I'm actually getting excited about it. Uh, you just displayed a, a confusing side to me, though. Mm. We've, we have spent a lot of time bitching about how pussified football's gotten and how you can't hit anybody. Sure. Which I, uh, I, mm. I damn near cried the other day. Somebody on Facebook showed a video, uh, like a clip montage thing, uh, you know, one of them. One of them uh, highlight real type things on the on the on the YouTube's, yeah, and uh, and it was just like really really hard hitting football tackles. Um, yeah, I saw that actually. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and it just made me sad because I realized we you know we we don't get to see that anymore because you're not allowed to hit people anymore. That's um, true. And so we've spent a lot of time bitching about that aspect of the NFL, and you literally just took the other side when you were when you were harping on Suggs for uh, hitting a guy. Here's here's the thing. Explain yourself, hit, Brian. If he had hit Sam Bradford in the upper body as hard as he wanted to, fine, no problem. But when you know a player has an injury history with a part of their body, and you deliberately aim for it, then you're just being a dick. Like that's that's just poor sportsmanship in my mind. I don't care if they hit people hard, and I I mean I don't want anybody to suffer concussions. But you are playing the most violent sport on the planet, so right. You know, um, make peace with that or find another job. No one is forcing you to play football. Uh, is how I feel on that subject. Uh, I personally, one of my favorite players when I was younger was Lawyer Malloy, the uh, strong safety for I think he worked for the Patriots and the Giants and the Cardinals over his career. Dude could absolutely lay the shit out of anybody. Just type <laughs> in, just go to YouTube and look up Lawyer Malloy highlights. It is like watching bone crunching mayhem, which is what people watch football for. Mm-hmm. They do not watch football. I mean, I don't want to see bones actually crunch, but I do want to hear that smack and I want to hear, I want to see, you know, some action on the field. Yeah. But uh, well, you, I d- you don't watch boxing to see him dance around and bob and weave. Exactly. Nobody put headgear on Mike Tyson's. Poor opponents. God knows they could have used it. At least you know. Cards. You don't. Wa- you t- don't watch NASCAR for left turns. You just uh, don't. Nope. You watch it for the the drama of people competing in a very high stakes, dangerous sport, and that is exactly why people watch uh, most sports. Uh, but specifically, football is just a violent sport, and mm-hmm. I I don't care for all of its violence. But if I do watch it, I'm not gonna just back out of it and be like, oh no, it's it's fine. Just, just go ahead and get the flags out, guys. Right. I wouldn't watch flag football. It's a boring sport. So yeah, I'd, uh, I'd play it. Cause, oh know. yeah, As I, I don't want to get beat. I, I don't, I don't, don't play professional. I don't play we professional should, football. We should play in the NFL. You, you know what? If they would pay me around ten million dollars, then yeah, I'd consider it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing. I'm like, that, that sucks. It's horrible for them. But it's it's not like these guys aren't being compensated for what they're doing. Right, and I feel like I do feel like the NFL should do a better job taking care of them after their time, though. I feel like that's not fair. But I, I, I think I brought up earlier, you know, when we were coming into the studio, I was talking about Chris Borland. Yes, uh, last year's one of the Rookie of the Year candidates from the uh, my beloved San Francisco Forty ers mm-hmm. He retired, which was really irritating as a Forty ers fan because he's a really good rookie player, and we thought, yay, we're gonna have years of Chris Borland. You know, delivering hard-hitting shots on running backs and maybe finally beating those stinking sea squawks. Um, And then he goes and retires. And the reason he gave for retiring is he did not, he'd been informed by his doctors that you've only got so many concussions or hard hits left before you will start suffering, you know, memory loss, like severe brain damage. And so he quit. I have no problem with that. Cheers to Chris Borland for quitting and walking away and making the decision that his memories and his family were more important to him than millions of dollars. That's a smart decision, a tough decision to make, but I think he made the right one. And I but I and you know what he hasn't since then. I mean he said, Hey, football's a violent sport, we need to be careful, but at no point has he come out and said, Oh, you know, uh you gotta change the game or anything. I and I don't think you can and make the game interesting. So my rant on Chris Borland, I'm absolutely proud of him for quitting and walking away and knowing when to say when. Uh, I wish more football players would do that, and the ones that stay 
you guys can't take a check for $10 million and then turn around and bitch about the job you're doing. Guys on oil rigs don't do that, you know? Like, they die out there. They die. They literally go out. You go out an oil rig and die, but you're compensated really well, not even nearly as much as an NFL player. But you don't see that those guys going, hey, Ocean, could you maybe dial it back a little? You know, could you guys, <laughs> like, uh, get get the earth, stop being such a dick to us? Like, no, it's not an option. So, sorry, football players. Got nothing for you. So, are you advocating for the the on-field death of NFL players? No, I'm not. Oh. Except except Damn. in the case where Blurk Shirton or Adam Levine <laughs> is forced to play uh, along with their team of voice candidates and are absolutely obliterated. In that case, I'm totally fine with people dying on the field. By the way, uh, there was a pretty big announcement, uh, I think within the last day or two, that I thought you'd be uh, pretty excited about, actually, Brian. Uh, what announcement was this? There's going to be a new album coming out, I want to say late October. Have you heard about yeah. this yet? Uh-huh. You have? Are we about to talk about Carrie Underwood? You have heard. You pre-ordered it, haven't you? Her, uh, her. I think her single is out on uh, Spotify right now, actually. I saw. You think or you're aware of it and have listened to it nonstop since yesterday because I, I saw, saw you. I saw you. What you saw was uh, me seeing Carrie Underwood's single had been unleashed upon the world. I then promptly shot myself, vomited all over myself, crawled into the bathroom, died for half an hour, was revived, and then told that Carrie Underwood was releasing an album later, in which case I died again. And I'm actually dead and will remain a zombie until her album comes out, and uh, then I will reanimate to life as a vengeful ghost to kill Carrie Underwood. So I'm hearing I'm hearing that you're a fan. Kind of, in an undead sort of way, yeah. Okay. I mean, if, if, her, music, if her music appeals to people that have died and after crapping and shitting themselves to death, and barfing themselves to death, then yes, then yes, I'm a huge fan of Carrie Underwood. Awesome, and you know, and I think that that's exactly what our listeners expected of you. So, you uh, you continue to be just a complete gentleman when it comes to the woman that is Carrie Underwood, who, by the way, I think is just America's sweetheart and and one of our greatest treasures. She is a classy whore of Satan. What can you <laughs> say? Well, on that lovely note, we are actually out of time here, or pretty close to it. So. Uh, Figure we should uh, wrap this shindig up. As always, keep your ideas coming. Uh, in fact, the quarter hour was born because of the feedback we were getting from you listeners. So thank you, by the way, for that. And uh, and yeah, if there's stuff you want us to be talking about, I can warn you right now. We're gonna start talking about Oscar season really soon. Probably a lot of football, yep. and then a little bit after that, we might even get into some NBA. Right? That's true. Coming up uh, end of um, October. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But yeah, so there's something else you guys would like to hear us chat about. Hit us up on email, downstairsneighborsband at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at dneighborsband. We're, of course, on Facebook. Just search for Downstairs Neighbors. You're looking for a uh, picture of a cat in a guitar case and a little kitty cat in a bowl of cereal. And, of course, you can find us. Our website for this show is dryrunproductions.net slash final hour or dryrunproductions.net slash downstairs neighbors for some of our musical stuff. That jam session is up there. And actually, I think we're going to be releasing our our first uh, all-original album soon, yes? Yeah, it is in the works, hopefully, folks. Cool. Stay tuned. Uh, buy it instead of Carrie Underwood's new album. <laughs> that actually is going to be released, just so everybody's aware. Uh, and, of course, we'll go over this ad nauseum once it's out. Uh, it is going to be released for free download on our website, uh, there will be a or there is a donate button. Obviously, if you feel that you want to, you know, throw some money at us for it, uh, that's fine. But it is available for free because we haven't got that great, great big record deal just yet that we got to pay the fat cats. So, but still, I'm excited. I've heard some of the. I don't know if you have you have you had a chance to listen to some of what's come out of uh, the production. Uh, yeah, no, I've listened to a little bit of our stuff. I mean, I I, I want to toot our own horn, but we sound pretty awesome. We're definitely better than Carrie yeah. Underwood. <laughs> yeah it sounds we, like one we, of us and we look better too we do we look much better it sounds like one of us possibly had sex with a country music superstar and broke up their marriage and then wrote an album about it that's kind of what it sounds like happened guilty guilty as charged i'm not even going to deny it anymore you should not get into that we're owned by blurk shirt now so you can't deny it anymore that is true that is true uh the boss does not allow me to uh 
to lie to our listeners anymore. I have to admit it. I am the reason for the breakup. You live with what you did, you son of a bitch. Yep. You know, I actually have a theory on that, though. I don't think I'm fully to blame. I honestly think, and I think that I'll be proven correct in this newest season of The Voice, I think that that Blurk had a, has had a little bit of a romantic fling with uh, Mr. Adam Levine or Levine or whatever. I would I would watch that show if that was a thing that was happening, but it's probably not. But I would watch it if it was. No, it totally is. Totally is. You should totally watch the show all the yeah, time now. Yeah, you're lying. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. Trump and Underwood 2016. This has been a Dry Run production.